When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they ain't. Let's go. We on the road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Who dat? And welcome back to Kenosha Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Ertle. Today we're going to be previewing the Saints-Bengals game this weekend. Pretty big game for all things considered. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals won the Super Bowl. But nonetheless, we all know who's on their team. We all, you know, most of us, I'll say, uh, we're fan favorites of these kids at LSU. Joe and, of course, uh, Jamar Chase. And then there's the guys like Eli Apple that we can't stand a guy that I stood up for and now a kid that is just ripping on the city of New Orleans and he didn't do it recently but he did it I think a, a year ago or so and he just absolutely ripped into the city and said how much he hates Saints fans and Giants fans and when he leaves Cincinnati he'll probably say he hates Bengals fans as well just because you know he's one of those he's one of those guys that I'm very understandable why people don't like him so, big week for, for Saints fans, big week for Bengals fans. Uh, there's also some other Saints connections with this team with Trey Hendrickson, Vaughn Bell, guys that you wish we would have been able to retain, but because the salary cap and the way they operate just didn't work out. So, a big matchup here this week, and the early indications for the injury-wise uh, aren't good. Yeah, the Bengals, I think for the most part, are pretty healthy. Their only real injuries is T. Higgins. He was uh, he didn't practice today with an ankle, and Jonah Williams, their tackle, did not practice today with a knee. So two key guys. Bill Collins also didn't practice, but that was because of rest. Um, some other key guys, Hayden Hurst and Samaj P. Ryan, were limited today. So pretty short list for them. But on the Saints side, it's just we talk about this every single week and I don't like the injury report being a huge part of these pregame podcasts. I like to talk about like the actual preview of the game. And that's kind of the point of a preview podcast is how are the saints going to beat the Bengals? What do they need to do? And this podcast, the country Gunners podcast has slowly turned into just a preview of the injury report and what that's going to look like on game day, because the saints these past couple years have just been brutally brutally treated with these injuries these injury reports have been brutal and I don't know what the team's gonna look like on on Sunday I don't know if Michael Thomas is gonna play I don't I don't know if Marshall Lattimore is gonna play I don't know if James is gonna play I don't know if he's gonna start at quarterback and that's hard even on I'm recording this on Wednesday the first you know the first day of, of injuries and when you can report injuries 
But even on like Friday, it doesn't help me who's who's not practicing, who is practicing, because that doesn't that hasn't changed anything. I was hopeful that Jarvis Landry, uh, Marcus May, guys like that last week were gonna were gonna play, um, because they were limited later in the week, and then they on game day they're out. So I'm in my head thinking that Jarvis, we're gonna have Jarvis Alave will be fun on offense in the back end. We finally get May back because he's been. Uh, he's been injured and on game day just it's it's everything's different so I don't know why we have such bad injuries I don't know why I have the worst injury luck I don't know what we're doing I don't know if it's the turf I don't know if it's just being a Saints fan but it is what it is and let's talk about the injury report like we always do now first off Deontay Hardy uh, he suffered a serious foot injury I don't know if it's season ending, but it sounds like it's going to be a while. And Nick reported that Rashad Rashid will be on the active roster this weekend. So his time to showcase if he can be the future at the kick returner position and punt returner. Because Deontay Hardy will be a free agent this coming offseason. And they haven't really been close on a contract extension. So that's something. And, you know, Deontay hasn't played well. He hasn't been bad, but he hasn't been great. He's put the ball on the ground, which you never want your return to do. And some fans have been upset. Some fans were happy with how Taysom came in and played. Nonetheless, another injury. Jarvis Landry did not practice with an ankle. He takes a somewhat of a step back, and that that injury comes from Carolina, that Carolina game. And the same with this next guy, Michael Thomas, with the foot did not practice. Still kind of hopeful that he can maybe play this week, but we, we will just see. Um, both those guys got hurt in Carolina, haven't played since. Michael, that that being Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry has played, but that injury has plagued him. So, frustrating there. Peyton Turner still isn't practicing with a chest injury that he suffered in one of his, what, three snaps the other game? I don't know uh, what's going on there. Uh, probably won't change throughout the week, but hopefully it does. Chris Lave did not practice with a concussion. If you're keeping track at home, yes, that's all of our wide receivers, starting wide receivers. Yes, that is all of them. Um, he was doing work off to the side, hopeful that he can clear the concussion protocol and play this weekend. But if he can't, and if Michael and Jarvis Landry can't play, we would be going into the game with the same receiver core as last season and the fact that we've came this far we have Michael we have Jarvis we have Olave and you have this great depth of Callaway Traquan and now once again we probably will see Keith Kirkwood playing football for the Saints on a Sunday I just can't comprehend what is going on with these injuries it is frustrating. It's sad. The last time Keith Kirk was a saint, he was throwing shade at the team because uh, who, who knows what. He was on IR. He signs with Carolina, uh, does nothing, hasn't done anything since he left the Saints, and now he's playing a significant amount of snaps for this team because we're so banged up with the position again. Again. Now, I don't think Jarvis's and Olave's will be uh, long-term injuries, but this is a really important game. You're two and three. If you win this game, you're back to 500. Your season's back on track. If you lose this game, you're back to two and four. You're two wins away from from 500, and your schedule just keeps getting harder. You can't just, we can't just be losing games because we're so injured. And if we go into this game banged up and we're hurt, we're gonna be like, that's gonna be our excuse is we're banged up, and it's frustrating. 
I want to lose a game because so-and-so doesn't block well. I want to lose a game because this guy sucks or this play didn't work or we, we couldn't stop this play. I don't want to lose because we're injured. You're not just not getting anywhere. We're, we're not figuring out who's good and who's not and if this team can, can win together. It's not figuring anything out. And it's starting to become a little frustrating for all of us. And I'm not done with the injury report. Calvin Throckmorton, hip, did not practice. Ryan Ramchek, rest, he always doesn't practice on Wednesday. Nothing there. Paulson Adebo pops back on the injury report with a knee. He's limited. JT Gray with a foot. He's limited. I'm not done yet. Taysom Hill, rib. He's limited. Marcus May still with a rib, but limited. Malcolm Roach, who just returned from IR. He's limited with an ankle. Jameis Winston, the only positive of this freaking injury report is that Jameis came back. And what that means, I don't know. Is he going to play? Ask Dennis Allen. He'll, he'll give you the answer that you want to hear. Uh, he'll be like, uh, we'll, we'll see how the progress goes and we'll figure out Sunday. Who knows who's going to start on Sunday? Who should start? That's I have my opinions. You have yours. This is mine. If Jameis is healthy, if you think Jameis has, he can go out there and put his best foot, if he can be confident in the pocket, if he thinks he's good enough to play, because he'll, he won't be 100% for the rest of the year. If you want Jameis to be 100%, he's not going to be. If Jameis is healthy enough to play, play him. And if he wants to, play him. Because here's the thing. I know a lot of people would be like, yeah, Andy Dalton, his, he's been playing pretty good. And he's got this offense, some rhythm. Um, we've found a way to win a game with him. We should have won the last game with him. But we want this quarterback situation figured out. Andy Dalton's not our long-term starter. He might lead us to a playoff spot if we need him to, but that doesn't mean he's going to be a quarterback of the future. I'm not saying Jameis is or can be, but he has that more, he's younger, and he was signed here to be the quarterback one for this year and potentially next year. You know, there's ways to get out of that if they want, but that's not the hope. The hope is that Jameis works out and he's there to help. If Jameis goes on, I'll play this rest of the season banged up. There's excuses. There's there's injuries around him. The wide receivers aren't available. Um, the defense has some bad games. Then we're going into next year once again with Jameis because there was these excuses. We didn't get the answer we wanted. It's like you test out a car. You want to know if it works or not. If you get a flat tire while you're driving the test car, you're going to give it another chance. A flat tire is not the car's fault. You're going to keep trying. And I, I want to know if Jameis is the answer or he isn't the answer. And if that results in us losing games, then we're going to lose games. Because you need to figure out if he's the guy. If he comes in, if he's healthy, if there's guys around him that are competent and that can make plays, and he doesn't look good, yes, go back to Andy Dalton. But if he goes in and looks better, you know, that's improvement. But we, we can't even get that far yet because I don't even know if he's going to play based off of injury. So, there's so many factors in this situation, and there's lots of opinions about it, and I think probably right now, if I had to choose a starter based off of how they've looked, I'd pick Andy Dalton easily, just based off what they put on film and how the teams looked around him. You know, the offense had to bail out the defense last week, and it's something they might have to do again this week if Marshawn can't play. We haven't even really talked about Marshawn Lattimore, and not the fact that he's not practicing and this injury might seem a little worse than maybe playing this week. So, lots and lots 
of things going on with this team. But yet they still got to go out there, play Sunday, play well. And this is a team that they can beat. And this is a Cincinnati Bengals team that hasn't really hit their stride yet. Uh, offensively, like us, it will be figured out, just isn't figured out right now. Um, I mean, if you saw, if you follow the Cincinnati Bengals at all, you saw Joe Burrow in a press conference today. Uh, someone coughs and he kind of just jumps like he's freaked out. And everyone's making these O-line jokes because he's been hit so much, but that is true. He has been hit a lot. He's been hit consistently. He's been hit too much. This is an offensive line that they restructured. They went out and added Leo Collins. They go sign Ted uh, Karras. They go get Alex Kappa. They have some guys in-house they like, and he's still getting hit. So for the Saints, this can't be the week where the Cincinnati Bengals figures it out. That's all I'm going to say. Dennis Allen, very good at disguising coverages, very good at, dis- at disguising what he is going to do, and he'll like bluff it and switch it and change it we need to see all that this week we need to hit Joe Burrow get him off his game because if the Cincinnati Bengals have time to throw the football around the field they will win by multiple scores if we don't have Marshawn Lattimore period end of story that receiver room that running back is too good to give them too many opportunities and with this Baltimore game last week they struggled big time, and the Ravens went down, uh, kick a field goal to win it, and it was what the score was like 19-17. If the Saints can keep it a score like that, I think they got a chance. But if they're in a shootout with this team, without Marshall Lattimore, no Michael Thomas, who knows what the have at wide receiver? Who knows what the who will be at quarterback? This is a game the defense has to dominate. The defense has been very good in the red zone, very good on third down. Very good on first down. Very good on second down. They're very bad at big plays for some reason. They're just leaky at big plays, whether it's communication, uh, technique, things like that. But against the Seattle Seahawks, they got killed with big plays. That's all the Seattle Seahawks offense really was, was big plays. And can't have that this week. You can't have the Cincinnati Bengals have big plays because they will tear you apart. The keys for the Saints on offense is if Taysom can play. I mean, he's limited as well. I don't expect him not to play. But Kamara and Taysom need to touch the ball, no joke, 40 times combined. 40-plus times those two need to touch the football. Whether it's 10 receiving for Kamara and 10 rushing, whether it's 20 rushing for Kamara and 10 receiving, whether it's 40 for Taysom Hill, those guys need to dominate the line of scrimmage I don't think this is going to be one of those games for the Saints that they just pop out and throw the ball 40 times or even you know maybe 30 times this is a game where they you know, run the football effectively run it well get Mark Ingram involved too they just signed Jordan Howard for the, to the practice squad so you have a little depth in the running back room just dominate the line of scrimmage you can't have that Cincinnati Bengals and if Trey Henderson sacks me me, I mean, Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton, if he sacks us and does that dance, I'm going to lose it because we have DNs out there who have that same ability but just get banged up. So don't let Trey Hendrickson beat us, please. And don't throw any picks to Von Bell. Don't want those guys to beat us. Um, and if you want to win, just target Eli Apple. You know, doesn't matter if Keith Kirkwood's on him. Doesn't matter if 
Taysom Hill's on him. Doesn't matter if uh, Sean Payton's out there running routes. Just target Eli Apple because he just thinks he's Jalen Ramsey and he's not. And teams have had success going against him. Uh, and when they do, good things happen. So target Eli Apple, run the ball. Period. This is a game that the, I feel like the Saints, you know, they don't necessarily, it's it's not a, if you lose, your season's over. But a win would be very nice. And the Cincinnati Bengals are 2-3 and three as well. They're in the exact same position as us. Defense is okay. It's it's hasn't figured out yet. Offense is fantastic from last year, but it's not working this year. Uh, Joe Mixon has been pretty good. Jamar Chase has been pretty good. None of them have been incredible. I've Tyler Borden in fantasy. It's like he doesn't even play half the time. So this is this is a game that I feel like the Saints can win definitely. The spread right now is only one and a half in the in the Bengals' favor. So. Uh, good betting thing right there. And as it stands right now, Jamar Chase, one of the top NFL receivers, he has 343 yards and two touchdowns. Your number one receiver for the New Orleans Saints, Chris Lave, is 389 yards and two touchdowns. How about that? We have ourselves a young wide receiver. Um, hopefully he can play. It would be cool to see him play against you know some of his old Ohio buddies. That would be pretty cool as well. So just win this game. This is going to be a packed game in the Dome. It was one of the most hyped-up games of the, of the year. Yeah, Joe Burrow is returning. Yeah, Jamar Chase is returning. We all know what the last game in the Dome looked like. Let's not repeat it this time, though. That's all I got for today's show. I appreciate you guys' love and support. Hopefully, the post-game is happy, is exciting, and we can talk about a Saints win, uh, beating our old friends Joe and Jamar. Uh, and our old foes like Eli Apple. So, appreciate you guys tuning in, and I'll see you guys next episode. Who that? Don't we know that?